You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and this week's guest is a woman who I think is fucking hilarious, and I hope y'all do too. Her name is Rania Vanya, vegan lasagna. She is big country (laughs) on Instagram. She is traveling uh, the United States with her dog, Sequoia, and I'm so excited to have her on the show because she just like really keeps it real and like doesn't um, really glamorize too much of van life. It's not all hashtag van life, hashtag blessed. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. It's not all like bikini shots in the mountains or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually like disgusting and hilarious a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Rania, for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, so for the people who aren't following you mm-hmm. on Instagram um, and don't know who you are or or, uh, or any of that, can you give a little bit of your backstory about how you got to where you are now totally yeah so I have been in the van it'll be two years on Monday um uh, yeah I've been in yeah I know I'm so stoked um and on the other hand I'm not I'm currently at a point (laughs) where I am pretty burnt out on hashtag van life so it's kind of an interesting time to have me on here um what you said about me not glamorizing van life uh could not be more true right now um but I do really appreciate all it has given me the first year and a half were just kind of magic um except for when they were not except for when they were like Like, you know, in a magic show where they are, like, trying to pretend to saw off their arm and then they do actually saw off their arm. That's what the last six months has kind of felt like. Um, Which is hilarious because you carry around a severed arm with you. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is totally true. (laughs) That, yeah. Look at that. The unconscious mind is wild. Yeah. You Um, knew what you were getting at. Yeah. I... (laughs) Exactly. Um, I was going to move to New York City uh, back in March 2020, and that's literally when COVID hit. Um, From where? And I where pretty quickly you realized, that? you know, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I had lived in Michigan my entire life up until I was 29, um, and I was just so ready for a change. Um I had spent a lot of my early adult years being just a really anxious, sad person. And I finally was at the point where I was like ready to make a really big change and rely on myself and make that move. And then um, I realized I couldn't do that. Uh, So I was just kind of like, what other big life goals do I have? And since I was 16, I've always had the dream of seeing all 50 states um, in in an RV, van, whatever. So I realized like, okay, I can fucking do that. And um, I have a friend that built out a van for me within like five months and I hit the road and the first several months were really tough adjusting because it was the first time I had ever been completely on my own. 
Uh, you know, I had been in a long-term relationship for 10 years, jumped into another one pretty shortly after that. Um, so it was the first time I was just like completely Rania, not Rania and insert straight white man boyfriend here. Um, so <laughs> it was really liberating and really terrifying. Um, and then I started to get the hang of it a few months in and it has been really really great in a lot of ways and I definitely think I've grown the most in the last couple years than ever in my life yeah I also moved into my van when I was 29 um Mm -hmm. and it was I had been single for a minute before I moved into the van but it was definitely like a big step in that like driving away from your support system um I had lived in the Denver area for most of seven years and I had a bunch of friends there and like I knew my way around and like I had a little yeah little home base and then I just like the day I moved into the van I started driving from Denver to Quartzsite Arizona and like it was like all right well baptism by fire or ice Mm -hmm. is really what it was but yeah I I resonate (laughs) with all of that so fucking hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's tough, but I think that for me, jumping into the deep end was the only way I would have done it. I yeah. I don't know that I would have, if I had been like, let me try dabbling and do part-time weekend things, I think I would have just turned right around. And in fact, when I first got into the van, um, I wanted to turn around and my best friend who I had been staying with before the van was built was like, no, you can't. I know this is good for you. You you give it until the end of the year and if you still hate it you can come back but otherwise you know good luck staying with your parents and I was like I would rather be miserable in a van than be back with my parents right now so and I'm so grateful to that to him for that and he lives in a van now too (laughs) Um, literally you know uh, traveling with me the last six plus months so that has been something that has been really 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 beautiful as well I love that. I think that's fantastic. I mean, you had your support system with you because thank you, technology. We have little mm-hmm. pocket computers all the time and um, right. our friends can be, you know, with us in a way that they could not be, you know, 50 years ago. Um, you mentioned uh, not wanting to live with your folks. I know that they're not the most supportive of your lifestyle. What did they think at the beginning when you were like, well, you guys, I bought a van and my friend was converting it for me and then I'm going to move into it. (laughs) I feel like that string of words in order to create a sentence just didn't process. Like I I was speaking a different language. Um, (laughs) You know, my parents are from Syria. They immigrated here uh, back in the 70s. This is just something that's not done. You know, it was just like, what what do you mean? What are you doing? We left... Syria so you could have a great life and live in a nice house and have nice furniture and good things um so the, you know the concept of moving into a tiny van and living a very basic lifestyle was very very weird to them um my mom still does not support it at all like whenever I visit home that's kind of the first thing uh she says um in fact for my birthday oh, I wish I had the card on me she said you know what let me let me find the card actually I think it's pretty hilarious one second okay so it's a birthday card and Christmas themed my birthday is October 8th 
but it's Christmas themed. There are sequins on it. Not sure. Oh, it's a it's a card she got from a Mac sample. Mac the makeup. Okay. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Nice. Um, <laughs> she, you know, she said some sweet things at the top, and uh, and for background, I don't want kids, and that's been a point of contention for us as well. Um, and again, she hates the van and is a very religious person. All right. Happy birthday to my beautiful daughter. We're starting out strong. Very sweet. <laughs> um, I don't know how I can express my love to you. You will never truly understand how much a parent can love a daughter until you become a parent yourself. That right there, right off the bat, little little comments just, on me yeah, becoming just a, a parent. Yeah, a little poke, uh, a little jab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pray that every day God will protect you and lead you to the right path. Um, I pray to God to be with you and keep you safe and give you strength for anything in your life. May all of your wishes come true today and every day. Love, Mom. On the surface, it's really sweet. And I, and I know it's sweet. My therapist said it was sweet, so that's how I know it's true. But <laughs> I also <laughs> I also know that, you know, a lot of it is, like, little comments on, like, I just want you to be done. And I know that because she has told me that so many times. Um, and so I try to be patient with that because I really do understand that it is it doesn't make sense to them. I really do get that. But it is, you know, like the comment of uh, I wish for you to be happy someday is like, today's that day. Uh, I know I just was talking shit about van life, but today is usually that day. <laughs> yeah, um, like I'm happy and, now. You know, and, you know, what if, right. what if my path from God, it just looks a little different than what you think my path from God is supposed to look like. So, right. Right. you know, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, right. Sure. Or what if I don't really believe in God? But that's a I mean, totally different conversation I have a, not had with that. <laughs> that's yeah. It sounds like maybe that's a conversation you can table as long as possible. Yeah, I I would like to just throw that table into a fire. I don't want to <laughs> deal with that ever. <laughs> so your first few months in the van were really friggin' hard because you were adjusting to living in a very tiny mobile space and being on your mm-hmm. own. For the first time in a while, you didn't necessarily have the support of your parents, but you had the support of your best friend who sounds like an amazing human being. And every time you guys like he's the best post about each other on Instagram, it's like, oh, that's really cute. I want one. (laughs) Um, Was there like a turning point, like one moment you can think of where it was like, oh, this is easier now or, oh, this is Mm -hmm. the right path for me. Or was it just kind of like a like a blending of like this is hard and now it's kind of easy like was there a moment yeah. or was it holistic um that's a really good question I would say it was a pretty slow burn and the crux of it was people um which was really yeah. interesting because I didn't go into van life looking for community looking for friends I really was looking at it as more of like I want to spend a ton of time alone looking inward and I realized I got to that point. Um, but yeah, I really thought it was going to be like a lot of time for self-reflection. And then I realized like, this is a scary place to be. I want to be here, but not all the time. It's exhausting. Um, so the first time I made van friends was when my Maxer fan broke down for like the first time out of four or five more times. Um, and I went up to a group of youths. They looked like they were around my age uh, and <laughs> was like, hey, can do any of you have one of these? Can you help? And then it just like 
morphed into us hanging out for the next few days and realizing like oh my god band people are awesome like it's not just I just didn't think I was gonna fit in I thought it was gonna be a certain type of person that I wouldn't necessarily consider myself to be I thought it was gonna be the people you see on Instagram and even those people are great in their own way and you have a ton in common like at the end of the day anyone who lives in the van, you have a really important baseline thing in common, which is that you want to live differently from traditional society. And so I kind of realized like, oh, it's actually really easy to connect with people. And there's, there is a huge variety out there. And so over time, more and more, I started to just meet people who made me feel great. And then I started to feel better about myself. I started to spend you know, once I had spent a few months on my own, I realized like I'm doing this. I can, I can make it, I can rely on myself. And it was just such an amazing feeling to be at that point. Cause that was the primary reason why I ventured into doing this was to figure out how to be self-reliant. I mean, like when something breaks down, I still call my builder basically on the verge of tears, but like I fix it with my hands, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so it's just, yeah, it, it really gave me a ton in that sense. Yeah. I think for me, that was also kind of the same. Um, the best thing I got out of living out of my van was like an overarching sense of like capability. Like I can do this. I can take care of myself. I can like shit breaks. I might get stressed out. I'll probably cry. I might call somebody who I think knows Mm -hmm. more than I do, but ultimately Mm -hmm. like I can handle it. It's going to be fine. And like, that is something that people can't take away from you. And it feels incredible yeah yeah there's totally a like freedom and liberation to that and it's just really cool to realize the resiliency that humans can have and has made me feel like there are other dreams that I have in my life and I think I can try to pursue them I think the you know I know the world will not end yeah oh I love that that gives me all the warm fuzzies (laughs) (laughs) So logistically, how are you making this happen? When you moved into the van, did you have a bunch of money saved up and you're like, I'm just going to live off my savings for a while? Or were you um, one of those people who was able to take your work on the road because of the pandemic? Or were you already working for yourself from home? How are you financially Mm -hmm. making this happen? Um, So I this is just really exciting because you're talking to me during a very exciting transition transition period um I have had the same job for the last four and a half years and um I had pre-COVID it it was already remote the flexibility is amazing all of that so I was I told my boss I wanted to do this and he was awesome and was like yeah go for it um and so I was I've been able to support myself from that but I just quit two days ago and I am so stoked like I love them. They're great. It's an animal rights nonprofit. I love what they do. I was just not being my best self there uh, after a certain point. Um, and it had been in the back of my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like a couple of things potentially in the works for how to make money going forward. Uh, I would love to say I have money saved, but I don't really. Um, but I kind of thrive in, I'm a procrast- procrastinator. And so like, I kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll figure some shit out. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I've been able to work remotely. It had during 
up until Starling, which obviously so many van lifers are getting now, yeah. <laughs> game changer. Um, for the most part, though, it has been really easy. Um, I've definitely struggled with being in certain places without service and, you know, being a bummer. Like in Baja, for example, we'd be at a beautiful beach campsite and then it would be like, eh, back to the old grind and then, you know, have to leave to go find a city to go work in. And at the end of the day, though, that is fine because it allowed having a job has allowed me the freedom to do a lot of really cool things as well. Um, I have so much admiration for people who jump into a van and don't have like a constant source of income lined up. Um, but for me, that just seemed like I'm already a person full of constant anxiety and dread. I don't need to add another variable to the equation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool that you were already working a job that was remote and then your boss mm -hmm. was like cool as long as you get your work done like we don't care mm -hmm. where you are we don't care if you're in a house or yeah. if you're in a van or whatever um right so many jobs don't need to be done from an office and I think that is one of the best things that came out of the pandemic not that the pandemic is over 100 um but yeah, yeah I think so many <laughs> so many people and employers more people than employers uh but our people are realizing like oh actually people are like happier and more productive and we have less yeah. overhead how interesting um let's like let people it's, live yeah. their own lives so strange mm -hmm. it's so wild to me that it wasn't a thing that was common pre-pandemic um it's really wild to me too that I do have some band friends who do have to lie to their employers about living in a van you know they always do the green screen background and like are super cautious about making sure they have service um that that's pretty few and far between but I know a few people and it, to me it's just crazy because it's like I see these friends and I see how hard they work they're getting yeah. their shit done they're getting their shit done more than I did when I lived in an apartment <laughs> and yeah so it, it, I'm very grateful to have an employer that was okay with it well is okay with it um but I'm not going to have to say that sentence starting in three weeks because I'm quitting. Woo -woo. That is awesome. <laughs> you gave them a three-week notice. That's very generous. Yeah, it was a little bit selfish. It was also just like, I want to work up until the next pay period and make that cash. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you were going to move to New York and then the pandemic happened and you were like, all right, I've, I need something else to do. I'm in the mood for a big life change. Um, what's another <laughs> goal? Another goal is to see all 50 states. It's been two years. Mm -hmm. Have you seen all 50 states? How did you go about that? Was there a plan or were you just like, you know what? The weather here is good. Let's go there and explore that part of the country. How did you decide where to go? Where have you been? Did you accomplish that goal? I have not accomplished the goal yet. Right now I'm in the Northeast, which there are a huge chunk of states that I haven't seen out they're here yet. They're very small. They're very um, small over there. They're very small. So it's nice. I can no. check those off the list pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I still have like three... I'm looking at my map, my scratch off map, which is like the most satisfying thing to scratch off whenever you go to a new You're state. You're going to believe it. <laughs> um, yeah. There are still three more out here that I need to do. And then the boring, no offense, flyover states like Missouri and Oklahoma and all of that. Um, and then Hawaii, which I would love to make happen when it's like the right time. I'm not in a huge rush to make that happen. 
Yeah. And I'm, you know, that's not something that can happen in the van anyway. But yeah, in terms of like where I wanted to go, I literally had no plan. My, I just had an initial first stop that I knew I wanted to do, which was Zion National Park. Um, I, when I was first in the van, like I had mentioned, was just so full of anxiety, like the type of anxiety where you wake up and before your eyes are even open, your like heart is racing. Mm-hmm. So the only time I really felt good was when I was driving. Um, that just felt like really freeing. And like, all I had to think about was the road ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And so I went from Michigan to Zion within like, I don't know, a week and a half with a ton of stops along the way. Um, but yeah, I would just drive for hours that night. So yeah, once I hit Zion, I was just kind of like, yeah, I want to chase the good weather and do a lot of the Southwest, um, which I did. And uh, this past winter, I did Baja, which was amazing. I did that with a group of five other awesome solo female van lifers. And then this summer, I did Alaska um, with another group of really cool friends and my best friend, Matthew. Um and so that was really cool to check that off the list because Alaska seemed like the least realistic place for me to get it done within this year. And it happened. Um, but yeah, so I just have like, I think six more, seven more states that I need to get done. Um, and even that sentence that I need to get done, I don't really like saying because like I yeah. want to appreciate them. I, I, this is a, I'm at the point where it's like, I don't want to just zoom through it just to say I've zoomed through it. I want to appreciate them. So yeah. And this time of year is a great time of year to be in the Northeast because the colors mm-hmm. have got to be popping off. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they are popping off hard. They're <laughs> definitely not mid. No, not mid. <laughs> not mid. Um, I think I used that correctly. I'm not sure. And and I don't, I'm not hip. I don't know. I would, yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody will hear it and will tell us mm-hmm. in the comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you have Sequoia before you moved into the van or was she an addition after you had already been living in it? And what is your experience living with a big dog in a small space? I have had Sequoia since she was a pup, um, since she was 10 weeks old. And um, it was definitely tricky moving into the van with her. Long story short, Sequoia and another dog um, who has passed since... I've been in the van. Um, I had shared them with my ex-boyfriend, the one who I had been with for 10 years. And getting him to agree to let me take Sequoia into the van and, you know, permanently, not semi-permanently have her away from him was a really big challenge. Mm. Um, But we ended up compromising and agreeing that that was okay to do. Um, And I was just super nervous about it because she's an old lady. She was nine or ten at the time I think ten um so I was just like terrified that she would hate it and I was gonna have to like scrap the whole Mm. plan um but it is adorable she loves it so much (laughs) like she has her special spot in the passenger seat I literally can never have a guest sit in the passenger seat like she will yeah she will like I've tried blocking her she'll jump over the barricade she will sit on your lap and like look annoyed with you for taking her space yeah um I've been Lisa like and at people's houses and really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just like yeah so stubborn and they know what they want which I is one of my favorite things about her but it can be frustrating um <laughs> but yeah uh 
it's just really cute like we'll be at a friend's house or something like that and she'll just be like sitting by the van like let me into my house so <laughs> she she loves it she's a total road pup um like I'd mentioned I'm sort of starting to get to the point where I'm feeling like ready to maybe settle into one place within the next year and I I really hope she doesn't hate me for it we'll see yeah I had a very very similar uh concern and experience with Lisa who is right behind me if you're watching the YouTube version of this um how old is she well when we moved into the van she was probably about 10 um yeah yeah so about the same um and I at first when I first bought the van and I was like converting it tearing it apart and putting it back together it never occurred to me that she wouldn't love it I was just like oh she's gonna fucking love it like of course yeah of course like she loves camping and road trips and being with me and like this is all of that um and Mm -hmm. then I like watched a really bad documentary um and it it introduced the idea that maybe this dog would not uh Mm. acclimate well to van life because they don't all do that um so then when we first moved into the van I just like kept it like an eye on her like a hawk like the whole time like are you okay are you stressed are you happy are you dying what is happening are you okay (laughs) and like she's fucking fine she she acclimated to it like immediately and absolutely loved it and then when we moved into the stationary house um she she was a little weird you know at first really she doesn't yeah she was just kind of like all right are we just like staying here or like Mm -hmm. what and she's always gotten nervous when I take her to new places like like I'm gonna leave her behind you know um yeah yeah and so and I've had her since she was like you know six weeks old like she's a bag of bones like the ittiest bittiest little thing (laughs) um and obviously she has acclimated to house life just fine. Yeah, she <laughs> she, she looks so cozy. I wish I were in the position right now. But yeah. in the van, like she passenger seat, all hers, nobody else's. Um, and if somebody else ever sat there, she would just sit on them. And mm-hmm. you know, she's super stubborn and she's she can be vocal about like what she wants. She's not really a loud dog, but when she wants something, like she knows how to use yes. her voice. <laughs> yes exactly I think Sequoia and her would be like I don't know that they would be pals I feel like they would just both be like old ladies sitting next to each other on the porch just kind of like minding their own business together but separate yeah kind of like all right if we need to like we can be a pack and like eat something like really gang up on something (laughs) that isn't suspected um but otherwise I don't want to play with you I don't want to like do anything cutesy like I have my space you have yeah. my space whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we can share okay. a meal of delicious crumbs that somebody left at the campsite yeah oh, and my god yeah just share that space together yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely I want to take a minute to talk about the sponsor for this episode that is the app rerouted with rerouted you can buy sell and donate used outdoor gear online instantly and automatically as soon as it sells you just print out a shipping label and you pop it in the mail it's there's no hassle you never have to deal with any strangers it's a pretty painless process one of the reasons I love rerouted so much is because they are committed to access sustainability and affordability for all users they're really into the circular economy 
and keeping things out of landfills and that is just something I really enjoy. Um, and so if you want to try Rerouted for the first time, you can get 10% off of your first purchase with them with the link that is in the description below. And then also if you are clearing out your closet and making some more space for some new gear, uh, get in touch with me and I can put you in touch with their wizard so that you can list your first five items for free on their site. Again, that is rerouted. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show and let's get back to our chit chat. Um, so you said that uh, sometime in the next year, maybe you might want to be getting a little bit more stationary. Do you have an mm. idea of where you might want to be or what that looks like or how you will know when you land somewhere? Because I just got stationary within the last year. And so I went through the exact same thing. I wasn't expecting to, but, yeah. you know, my process was very organic. I didn't really have a ton of control over it at first. I'm curious how that transition has been for sorry I know this is your show and I'm just hijacking oh, it but nice. I as someone who wants to do this as well eventually like what was that like for you when did you know I'm just asking you this exact same questions you just asked me but you're someone who has actually done it and like how has it been being in a house and adjusting to that because I do have a fear of moving in somewhere and then being like oh my god I'm so so bored yep I had a lot of those same fears. Um, so I am in Bisbee, Arizona, super, super Southeast part of the state. Um, it's an area that I had visited multiple times in the van, um, before, you know, I decided to live here and it's a really cool town, you know, and every time I went mm -hmm. through, I was like, yeah, this is cool. I'll come back, but like, I'm not going to stay here. Um, I kind of knew when I moved into the van and when I started doing like all of the traveling and all of the vanning, like I'll find a place somewhere that will suit me and will be good enough. And I will stop. And I will just know, I will just know when it's time to stop. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, my first year in the van, I did like a pretty big tour of the Western States and I did a ton of driving and I was always going new places and small towns and mm -hmm. a bunch of them were like really cute and cool. And like, uh, this is fun but none of them were like hey you should stay here they were all like all right sure. cool like after a week max i'd be like fuck i gotta leave ready to go Got yeah yeah go. um yeah. and then and then i i kind of had like an idea of where i wanted to be like i i'm kind of like a mountain person four season person mm -hmm. i like grass on the ground and like trees with leaves on them and like four whole seasons totally. um and so i thought that i would land somewhere like Colorado, Montana, Idaho, pieces of like Oregon or Washington. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where I thought I would be. So I spent a lot of time in those States exploring them. And there are parts of all of them that I love, but none yeah. of them were like, Hey, you should, you should just stay here. Um, and then when I came to Bisbee last year, right around this time, uh, for the third or fourth or fifth time, um, mm -hmm like something just totally switched in my gut. And I don't like, it was fully my guts decision. She was like, Oh, this is home. We belong here. We're staying here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> Cause yeah. this doesn't have four seasons. This doesn't have, you know, big yeah. mountains. like we're at like 5,000 feet, you know? So like, we're not as deserty as some of the desert around us. Right. Um, but I didn't believe it. So I like left 
and came back Mm -hmm. like over and over and over again. And my gut never Mm -hmm. changed her mind. She was still like, nope, this is home. Make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's how I knew. The gut is a wise yet often cruel mistress. Very. It truly is. Both of those things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's not like, I don't have like a, this is how I knew. And I like, I had my little, like my, my matrix with my check boxes and to be all these things for me, it was mostly just like, it was a vibe check. And, um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of like practical things I could say about why I like living here. Um, Mm -hmm. namely it's very affordable (laughs) and it's like a small town and it's very artsy community and everybody is very welcoming and accepting. And yeah, if y'all haven't been, would definitely recommend coming. I think, Mm -hmm. um, earlier this year, I think in March, there was a, a van gathering. I think they're going to keep doing that. Um, called Weird Wild West, put on by mm. Journal of Lost Time. Journal of Lost Time. Yeah, clearly not sponsored. Um, could be though. <laughs> if they want to sponsor me, they should reach out. Just mm-hmm. send me, send right me here. Out. She's right here. You guys. Right. I'm Just literally. Waiting. I'm literally here. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, I, I guess does that answer your questions about? I was really worried that like I would get into a house and I'd be like. I, I hate it. This is terrible. Yeah. Get me out of here. Get me back in the van. Um, and I did the same thing with the van. When I moved into the van, I was like, what everybody, everybody asked me when I was building it out, what if you move into the van and you hate it? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, then I'll just move out of the van. Like it's not right. hard. So when I moved into the house, it was like, well, I'm never going to get rid of the van because eventually mm-hmm. I will get restless. I need to go places. Yeah. I need change. I need novelty. So if I hate living mm-hmm. in the house, just move back into the van yeah exactly it's not an end-all be-all no it's not a commitment I have never viewed like even lease agreements as a commitment or mortgages as a commitment it's more just like a suggestion yeah. like cool, but I'm still gonna do what yeah. I want to do <laughs> totally yeah I love that having a van while I make my next move whatever that may be um is definitely a goal of mine I would love to be able to have that option still mm-hmm. as of right now I think my next move is to move to New York do the thing that I wanted mm-hmm. to do a couple of years ago um and I will most likely sell the van because money mm-hmm. um but we'll see I mean and also where would I store it in New York City all of that blah 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 Parking. uh yeah exactly I'll be going to New York around this time next week uh in the van and i'm really excited to see how that goes um and i want to just sort of feel out different neighborhoods and feel like is this still the thing that i want to do uh honestly it's the idea of new york actually terrifies me right now more than being in the van like there are a lot of things that i want to try to get into and the reason why i would want to move there is to pursue another dream of mine um and uh, it's just so scary to me uh and my best friend Matthew who I'm I know I've mentioned a lot has said like if it's scary that's why you need to do it so same thing with this and I am so happy that I did it so I I know it's what I should do I'm just well it's it's wild that being in a van is my comfort zone now (laughs) I think that's so sweet Mm -hmm. um yeah I think 
I think that's awesome. And I think that putting yourself in New York <clears throat> and having that vibe check is really important. That's like the number yeah. one piece of advice I give to people when they're looking for vans to buy and they're like, oh, what's the best kind of van? And I'm like, okay, there's no such thing. But what yeah. you should do <laughs> is test drive all of them. Put your body mm -hmm. in the space where you think you want your body to live and like see how mm -hmm. it feels, see how you move, see how all the things. Um, and like the same is true for stationary places. Like I've Absolutely. been in Bisbee and I knew that Bisbee was great, but the vibe this time just like sucked me in and kept me here. But like mm -hmm. I went to a bunch of other places that I thought like, oh, this small town in Montana is going to be perfect for me. I have friends who live there already. Like I enjoy visiting, like I'm going to go and I'm going to mm -hmm. stay for a little longer and see how it feels. And like, it felt like I had to leave after a week. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like you just, you just have to like, try it. It's not a, nothing right. is a commitment. Not, I mean, exactly. there's very, okay. Not nothing. There are very few things that are a commitment, not right. nothing, but like most things that we think are like, what are you, what are you going to do if you move into the van and you hate it? Then I'm just going to move out. Like, it's not a, I'm not signing my uh -huh. life away, you know, or even right. like if you sign a lease or like you get a mortgage or you buy a house or like whatever, you're not signing your life away. Like truly it's like not, not a thing <laughs> unless you're a strictly catholic woman in the 1700s mm. married to a powerful man nothing has to be a pure commitment i totally agree yeah <laughs> uh so one of the things that i absolutely adore about you and your feed and everything that you post um is how authentic you are but also you're fucking hilarious is this like just have you always been funny is this something that you have been developing are you like did the van make you funny like what why <laughs> are you like this <laughs> i love well, it I, why are you like amazing question I, I think you're hilarious <laughs> what made you decide to carry around a severed arm with you and like take those cutesy couple photos that people take but it's mm -hmm. like a severed arm <laughs> tell me like um, your sense of humor is amazing I really appreciate that. So actually, I think the other thing that finally started to make me feel like myself and make me like happy with who I was as a person was back around, I guess it'd be like five years ago now, I got into improv yeah. um, back in the Metro Detroit area. And it was just the it was just the best thing I could have done for myself around that time. I was in the middle of getting my master of social work, which like I knew in the moment wasn't the right move for me. I was just not a happy person, was, you know, in a relationship that was kind of codependent and I knew wasn't what was best for me. Um, and so getting into that improv world, like I was just like, oh my God, people like this particular style of humor I have and there are other weirdos like me. And it's just a really awesome community. Like I would say there's a pretty solid parallel between the van life community and being able to find <laughs> your people in that. And then like the improv nerd community. Um, so I, I started doing that. And then I started doing like sketch comedy, um, doing writing. And so my dream with moving to New York City is I, I want to be a TV writer. Um, and so like all of that has led up to where I want to find myself one day in the near future if possible um so yeah it's just like I realized you know I, I this is where I have the most fun and 
I'm able to connect with people. Um, I think that humor started out of a place of insecurity. <laughs> like, I think that humor was like, if I can make someone laugh, they like me in this 10 second moment, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was, a lot, it was actually like very social anxiety based um, and probably still is honestly, but it was a really good way to connect with people for me and still is. Um, I think that it's just something that is really important to me in life. Um, and I don't know that that will really change ever. And then in terms of the severed arm thing, that has been really <laughs> interesting lately too, because I'm in another transition period um, in life. So the severed arm thing is to, you know, parody those couple photos where it's, you know, the woman holding their boyfriend's hand and looking back at him romantically. And I didn't go into the van with a boyfriend. Oh, it was very intentional to not go in with a partner. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it was just kind of like, I want to make fun of this. And also, I'm like so bad at posing and being a like cute influencer. So it was like, here is something I feel comfortable doing. Um, but it has been pretty funny because I recently started seeing someone which has was its own whole thing because like I said the whole point of getting into the van was to be self-reliant I don't need no man that Sweet. kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um so whenever I do take those pictures now I'm like am I a fraud I don't know um but you know it it it, it really has been really interesting to realize like how can I be self-reliant and also like let someone into my life in a very deep way uh it's yeah. been a it's been a battle I've I've put the poor guy through the ringer a couple of times with like these existential crises um, <laughs> and I'm just like learning like it's okay I did almost two full years alone I have I wouldn't say completed what I meant to set out to do I think that's a lifelong process honestly but uh, I've I've done a lot of work I went through a very similar experience i was single Dang, for a few Holly, years we have so much in common we have so much in common <laughs> it's great <laughs> i was single for a few years before i moved into the van and then i moved into the van and was very decidedly like i don't want to do this with anybody else i want to do this by myself mm. i did it by myself <clears throat> yeah. and i got that whole like solo female van life identity and then my second year in the van i met a guy and he was great and we became a couple and he had his own van thank god um mm -hmm. <laughs> but like through the first maybe six months to a year of our relationship I had a bunch of like those existential like <gasps> identity yeah. shifts who am I? like I am a mm -hmm. solo female who don't need no man right. and now I have one right and, like am I a fraud is like am who I not am who I, I said mm -hmm. I was who am I now yeah um I think that uh, I mean, you were in one very long relationship and then a short one and then single and then the van and now you're in another one. Yes. Correct. Okay. I was a serial monogamous. So I was in like mm -hmm. one and two year relationships back to back to back to back to back. Sure. And then yeah. I was single for a few years and then I had a boyfriend for like a year and a half or so. And now I've been single again for over a year. And I, I mm -hmm. honestly truly think that the single times is where you get all the growth. <laughs> Maybe not all. Not everybody's yeah. life is going to be like this. I don't want people listening who are in serious relationships to be like, I'm missing out on my life. She's telling me I'm incomplete. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that for right. me and Rania, evidently, uh, the single times 
have really like helped us figure out I'm I'm putting words in your mouth help help me figure no, out like sure. who I am more absolutely um, and that makes me a better partner knowing mm-hmm. more who I am individually but then figuring out how to be who you are in uh an interdependent kind of relationship yeah is so hard <laughs> it's so it's so hard that so needs difficult. to be like its own fucking podcast episode where it's like how do you be single got it how do you be in a relationship <laughs> someone else has got it how do you do the in-between like that's it's yeah. hard to go it's from, really like, hard independent to uh not codependent not codependent isn't bad but like just interdependent mm-hmm. and like that's so interesting and I totally know what you're talking about when you're like yeah feeling all the feels about who am I so many feelings. <laughs> right um it's funny that you use the word interdependent because I literally just used that word yesterday or I'm sorry learned that word yesterday um I love reframing things like that mm-hmm. and thinking about it in that way and thinking of interdependency as a positive thing uh completely agree that so much growth happens when you're on your own I do also think that there is a lot of growth that can happen within a relationship, especially in terms of figuring out how you interact in a close partnership. Um, And so I have really enjoyed that, but I was starting to feel like, is this codependency? Is this me just like losing my identity? And then, you know, like sitting and thinking about like, no, this person wants me to be better and like wants me to grow and still try to achieve my dreams. Uh, I think a healthy relationship can help you with all of those things. And I I sort of had felt too, like in my singledom, I was still growing certainly, but I was like, I kind of hit a wall where it was like, okay, I know this about myself and this, and I'm just like, kind of bored of looking at this beautiful overlook by myself sequoia doesn't seem to give a fuck <laughs> like yeah, i want to share this with fuck. someone <laughs> but yeah do they do you even know how lucky you are i sound like my mom now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i feel that on so many levels all of the levels um mm-hmm. I, I do believe that interdependence in general um this is something I've been thinking about for the last few years because like I can be hyper independent, which is a trauma response. Sure. Whatever. Fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but people, especially in our culture right now are like pretty, um, enamored with that, you know, like they like the idea of like a strong independent person who's like handling shit on their own. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, especially they like the idea of a strong independent woman and then they meet the woman and then they're like, Oh no, 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 I don't like this. Um, yeah, but I think like our culture kind of romanticizes like hyper independence, which is actually like an avoidant attachment style, which is not very healthy and totally. makes people sad. Um, mm-hmm. but I do believe that like interdependence can make you better than the sum of the parts. You know, it's kind of like a one plus one equals three kind of situation. Yeah. Be more, um, with the help of somebody else. And it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It could be like a friend or a coworker or something of that nature as well. Um, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend seven habits of highly effective people. 
I thought you were gonna say this book and I was like yes Holly another thing I'm also reading that book it's on my bed right behind me right now (laughs) so are you kidding me we're the same oh we're just Holly the same person why did we not become friends sooner what a waste what a waste (laughs) why haven't our vans crossed paths oh I know gotta come back to Bisbee before you settle I would love to in New York but yeah yeah (laughs) instantly down Uh, yeah Um, and I think that I think that's such a good point too about like being hyper independent that can be a trauma response and not being able to ask for help from others can really set you back in life um it's not it's not healthy I mean any extreme is not healthy and I totally agree like I was starting to go down that route of like I don't need anyone and creating really strong friendships and like growing the ones that I already had are what have given me a ton of joy so like that that's not what I wanted as much as I thought that's what I should be doing yeah yeah I think that's so interesting and I think that this definitely deserves its own podcast episode so if the listeners want to hear more about I guess this aspect of relationships how to be in one after you haven't been in one in a while um, how to approach them in a healthy way like would love to to spend an entire episode talking about that the relationship episodes that I do um like we talked about relationship anarchy on one we talked about um Mm. like polyamory and ethical non-monogamy on one and like I've had a couple of podcast episodes that like talk specifically about like different relationship dynamics or topics or subjects um and they always seem to get like the most interest so maybe I need to be talking about that a little bit more because it is fascinating and it's something that like most people are are in or want to be in or you Mm. know something so I think I think that that is something that we should definitely keep talking about um and you have a really interesting perspective having done the whole single thing and then dating someone who was also in a van which that was my that was my goal I was like the only way I could see myself dating someone is if they had their own van Mm -hmm. and I'm dating someone who is not in a van at all but is like semi on the road because of his job so it it works out in its own way um but he's coming he's actually flying out tomorrow and we're gonna spend like the next two weeks together in my van and that is what made me spiral fun yeah yeah I'm excited but it also made me spiral into the whole yeah exactly um so but yeah I would love if you have a podcast episode about that I would love to listen to it because there's just it's a there's there's no template for van life in general and then relationships within van life as well absolutely not oh my goodness but I think that that you know if you're if you're choosing to live in a van anyway as you said earlier then you are automatically looking for some kind of alternative lifestyle you want to have something Mm -hmm. done differently and so I think that many not all van people are more interested in creating relationships that work for them uniquely rather than Mm -hmm. you know the kind of toxic monogamy version that a lot of us have um you know especially growing up like hyper religious or something like that uh I think that that you know, that kind of relationship can work for some people, but I don't think it works yeah. for people as much as we think it does. Just like the lifestyle of 
modern, you know, late stage capitalism doesn't actually work for mm-hmm. people, but we don't know another way, which is the whole point of right. the show is to share all the other ways you can live. And so I think that, Love it. you know, especially in the van community or other alternative lifestyle type communities, it's kind of like a holistic thing. It's like, it's a little bit dominoes. Like you can change your domicile from big to small, from stationary to mobile. And then from there, it's like, oh, well, why don't I just change this other thing? And like, why don't I just believe this other thing? And why don't I live this other way? And then it just kind of, it's like a, like a trickle effect. It just, it really opens your eyes to like more ways of like doing life. And I love it. That's such a good point. I haven't thought about it like that, but that's totally true. It's like, as much as it has helped me grow personally on like a self level, it has opened up my mind to like a ton of different ways of living and like worldviews. So yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What would you say to the you of three or four years ago or to somebody today I mean, three or four years ago, is kind of hard to like relate to because we have a pandemic, but um, maybe to the the people of today who uh, know, like there's like a nagging sensation that something needs to change, mm-hmm. but they don't know what, or maybe they know exactly what, but they're afraid because they don't have the support mm-hmm. of the people around them, or they just don't know how to do it. What would you, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who, who was like that? I mean, I know it's cliche, but the advice is simply just do it. Nike, they, you know, <laughs> they got something right. Um, is that Nike? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's Nike. Um, I think so. <laughs> yes. Um, I really strongly believe that discomfort is where the growth comes from. Mm. And, you know, as much as I've kind of talked about how not excited I am currently in this phase of van life, uh, and how I've been, I've just been really like uncomfortable physically lately with living in a van. Um, I do have to remind myself, like, this is where the growth is. Cause that's where it was when I was waking up having a panic attack, basically every morning, like it just happened in such a concentrated amount of time. So comfort is great, but that's not where change usually happens. So if you're at a point in your life where you're ready for change, you're ready to figure out who you are. Like you have to throw yourself into the deep end. Um, and it's hard and it's really scary, but it, I think the thing that I had to remind myself within those first few months living in the van was like, it's going to be worth it in the end. And I was right. It it was totally worth it in the end. It's like going to the gym, which sucks. I'm literally in a planet fitness parking lot, like in the back of my mind right now, like, (laughs) "Mm, should I skip my workout today? I am going to, um, (laughs) but like, you know, it's just like, you do it because you know you're going to get those gains. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, different kind of gains, but just, yeah. as, <laughs> just as valuable, probably more valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rania, how can people come find you on the interwebs if they want to keep up with you and your adventures and see how fucking funny you are? Thank you. <laughs> um, my Instagram is big country, B I G C V N T R Y. Instagram blocked it from being C-U-N-T, sure. I'm sure um, which is so silly because I think you can have handles with the word dick and like penis in them, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so big C-V-N-T-R-Y. Um, I haven't been using social media a ton lately because I've just been trying to live in the present um, and 
I want to I want to get back into it for sure I mean who cares it also doesn't matter <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that's pretty much the best way to find me cool and I'll link to that in the show notes as well but um thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show I have really enjoyed this like I knew that we would get along I knew mm-hmm. that we had things in common I didn't realize exactly how freaking much we have in common And thank you to everybody who's listening or watching. If you've made it this far in the episode, you have made it to the end. And that means you probably liked it. So if you could go ahead and give it a thumbs up, five stars, um, whatever it is on the platform that you're consuming it on, that would be awesome. If you know somebody, maybe, you know, a single female who uh, needs to make a big change in her life, send her this episode. If you want some laughs, go follow Rania. And I hope you guys tune in next time. These are not weekly at the moment next time for another excellent episode <laughs> and uh again thank I can you so relate much for to that being... too yeah yeah it's uh it was it was weekly for over two years and now it's just kind of like I gotta take my foot off the gas which is fine there's so many there's over 100 episodes 120 wow. some odd episodes for people to listen That's to awesome. um you know if this happens to be their first one so thank you all so much